Hi! Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. It's a little later than usual, but here we are. Yeah, we are here. Uh, it is Thursday. It is the last week of us not getting new comics. Mm-hmm. Next week, guys. Next week. We'll have new books. Um, I don't know if we'll do it on Wednesday or Thursday. We'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, it depends on what our schedule is, because also, uh, on top of that, I'm back at work. <laughs> so, we'll figure it out. It's chill. We, I'm, I'm sure you're all very concerned. Yeah, I know you wanted to know our personal life and when we would be doing these videos and if I was working. <laughs> uh, so yeah, not as exciting as last week in our our interview with Chip, but I am wearing my Garfield with an upside down cross to remember our interview with Chip. And I am wearing my Manchester <laughs> <laughs> to remember Chip. <laughs> I, or something. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, I am, uh, Chomp, Chompenstein. Chomping. I am chomping. Um, and I am Heather. Heather Hadfield. Heather Hadfield. Heather Hadfield. And we're talking comics to me. We're bringing you old trades and shit. And one very special thing. We're here to talk about comics. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So, um, I had briefly talked about this months and months ago when I first got this in because I had started reading it then. Um, but this is Critical Role, Vox Machina, I can't even say it, Vox Machina, um, Origins, and this is the, the first series of the origin stories. Um, this, I guess, is like what the group, how they meet and stuff. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with Critical Role, it is a group of voice actors who just do D&D campaigns. And it turned into like a whole thing because they're actually like really good at what they do. And I think honestly, it, the main reason they're really good is because Matthew Mercer is their DM and he is incredible at like weaving stories. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I like the most about it, honestly, is like watching what he builds from it. Anyway. Um, so yeah, this is uh, the origins of how this group, the Vox Machina, how they met and how they um, work together for a certain mission quest thing and then decide that since they work so well together, they're just going to continue all working together. Um, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I had, uh, I've been reading the Origins 2, the one that's about Grog, um, which I have also talked about mm -hmm. on, you know, our videos and stuff, but it's the same artist and writer and the team has been working on like the same origins and stuff. So as I've said with the Grog thing, I just love the art in this. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, and I think my, the only complaint that I have, which I had just like talked to Champ about a minute ago was like, I've listened to well over 300 hours of the Vox Machina critical role quest shit and it's hard to separate an origin story versus like everything that I've heard in there um because I know what happens to these people um and so you know it's uh it's a little stressful because I just want my favorite to live forever and he doesn't and that's something that I have a big problem with um I feel like we've also talked about this before but if you're not familiar with any sort of critical role things, could you just read this without... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. 
Um, which I think that's, that's, what's really cool about this is mm-hmm. because since it is the origins, like you're literally just like introduced to these characters. So if you hadn't listened to, you know, anything that goes on within like this campaign, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just like reading a book about Dungeons and Dragons. All right, cool. Of. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very high fantasy. It's a really good introduction to these specific <laughs> characters um, and what's really cool about this trade is, like, at the end, they have more information about, like, some of the side characters that they have. Um, and it explains, like, how they, like, how each of the characters is built. And then it has a cute little sketchbook, which I just love. Yeah, I love sketchbooks. Yeah, so. it's super, super cool. Um, I don't know. I, I think, like, if you just love fantasy stories, this is, you would really enjoy this. Yeah. That's it. Alright, do I do I just go? Yeah, just just <laughs> go off. Alright, so I have basically spent this whole week, I guess since Sunday, reading Transmetropolitan. I made a joke on my personal Twitter the other day that I'm going to become a anarchist after reading this book. And I don't know if it's like necessarily a joke as now it's like a hundred percent probably true. Like voting like I seriously when I voted like put my mail in ballot in my, like, envelope and signed it, and I was just like, I just want to fucking set this on fire. Like, I do not give a shit. I'm sorry, I was just thinking, I was like, this is what made you become an anarchist? I get it, no, I 100% <laughs> get it, but I'm, like, in my head thinking, like, I used to listen to Against Me in <laughs> Basically the same idea. I was a teenage anarchist. Uh, and Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, I, I mean, I'm asking for more literature on anarchy just because, like, I would. Oh, I got you. I've got, <laughs> I've got so much literature on anarchy. So, yeah, you know, Transmetropolitan is, like, changing my life in a, a very serious way. <laughs> no, that's, no, I, I, I love that. I'm into that. And I think, I think, once again, it's, like, the combination of the book, reading the book with, like, the election, the pandemic, just, like, so many fucking things thrown on top of it. And, you know, Whit brought up a really good point of him just, like, doing such a good job of, like, I don't know, like, those social aspects and, like, knowing people and, like, being able to write a book and it being from, you know, early 2000s, late 90s and still being extremely relevant, if not more relevant now. And he said, like, Whit said he had read it basically every election since like Bush Cheney or Bush Cheney Bush <laughs> yeah we love wit Bush Carey and he says yeah like it's gotten more and more relevant as time has progressed so it is just incredibly interesting I also I had to take a week off because it's just been it's been a lot I think with everything going on it just like you know the last time I talked about it I just got heated oh yeah I think with anything political like that, it's very easy to just, like, think about it too much and then just get heated by it. That's why I can't read that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's why I've been trying to balance it. And then this week, for some reason, I was just, like, like, I'm just just hammering it out and just, I don't know, I'm angry and sad and, you know. I love this book. I think it's extremely worth reading. It is very, very good, but it is not a good time. Yeah. It is not. It's very frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, it's very frustrating. So, like I said, I took a brief break, a week off, and then I started with trade number five, which is Lonely City. And unfortunately, it just 
hit home because of everything that's happening in real life right now. It's all about police corruption and um, basically them covering up a murder of a minority because they the police were on the street corner watching it and then it's basically the police and the government working hand in hand to cover this sort of thing up and also cause a riot and just kill people. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm getting heated just listening. So it's, it was rough. It was rough to read, like, after every, all the, like, the news cycle this last week and all of the news from Georgia and... Ahmad. I I don't want to say it because I know I'm going to pronounce it wrong because you know I'm awful with names. Yeah, but you're better but than I am. I, I know who you're talking about, though. It's, Let's not be wrong about this. Yeah, I, I can't. Because it got to the point where I was just, like, seeing it so much I couldn't even read it anymore because I was getting, like, physically just angry. Yeah. Uh, Ahmad Arbery? Arbery. So. Ahmed Arbery. So it was, uh. Extremely relevant to be reading at the same time as all of this going on, and it sucked. It really sucked just reading Transmetropolitan and seeing this happen in this fake world, and then also being very much shoved in with real world shit, and just being like, oh yeah, no, this is an active, active thing that's always going on and has been going on for ever and ever and ever and ever. Very real. <laughs> Very real. Um, and then the last half of the book, as everything's been happening and Spider is writing the story about it and trying to just be very truthful about what's happening, uh, the president, who is now the smiler, put uh, a goddamn cat, <laughs> uh, a listing on his uh, article so that it couldn't be printed, so that nobody knew what had actually happened. And that, like, why this riot had happened, and that they killed all of these people. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, then comes trade six, which is called Gaojoe. And this is all about Spider getting his article printed from Lonely City talking about the police corruption, and then him also delving more into uh, the Smilers' pre no. <laughs> presidency and the people within his cabinet and trying to kind of uncover and break down the president and just ruin everything that he's been doing because he's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> okay. So, in this particular issue... Uh, Spider talks to a bunch of different religious people and finds out that one of the people on the Smiler's cabinet is uh, Alan Schott, Schott, something like this. He has been having sex with young boys, so he uncovers that and makes a whole article about that while also including he goes to California, interviews the Smiler's wife, interviews a bunch of other people within California to get all of this like backstory and back matter. And then he sends it to the word before anybody can delist it. Okay. So then it gets printed automatically and all of the shit is just uncovered about. It just blows up. Blows up. Okay. 
Yikes. <laughs> Ooh, no one wants that secret out. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And the whole, like, the Smiler's whole thing is just, you know, breaking down those those ideas and trying to break Spider and not, not allowing the truth to be out there. Right. And trying to stop it in any way, shape, or form. Because it's safer for them for it to be censored. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Reading this stuff in, like, comics is crazy, like, how similar to real life it is. I'm telling you, this has ruined my life. This has ruined my life. I'm, I'm glad that I'm not reading it, because honestly, like, by the end, I'd be like, look, I'm 17-year-old Heather again. I'm gonna fucking destroy everything. Yeah, and that's, that is honestly how I've been feeling. I'm gonna set dumpsters on fire. <laughs> like, I... There are so many, I have, I have been feeling so many, so many emotions, just so many emotions. And I think, you know, it's come from m much anger throughout many years and I've always been this person, but it just sucks. It sucks like where we're at and feeling very hopeless. Yeah, and I think having it laid out in front of you like that is different because um, you're aware of all these things that are happening. Oh, yeah. But yes, having it all laid out in front of you like that and like being able to read it and recognize that it's exactly what's happening now, I think is, is what makes it so frustrating and difficult. Um, and that's another reason why I'm glad I'm not reading it because <laughs> I would just, I would be crying just the whole time because again, helplessness, there's like nothing that you can do. And I am very surprised I haven't cried yet. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I am too. I, and I think it's just because like... I might cry while talking about it right now. I think it's just because I've I've just been so angry about it. And I think it's it's hitting me in such a way where I'm more so angry. And like I said, yeah, it's that feeling of helplessness and knowing that like especially right now, not being able to like physically like go out right. and help people or do things. It's just like also this idea of like people being able to get away with shit that they shouldn't be able to get away with. And the fact that, like, fiction and in real life, it just once you, makes you want to, like, guillotine some motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, like, it's not... I think, I think that's interesting that you said that, too, because I was listening to... I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but it was, like, a few people from, like, London, and they were talking about how the news there is so different from the news here, because the news here is never like good it's never like happy nothing good ever happens and the one thing that they notice that's very consistent is like police shootings all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and it's like the way that it's reported is so strange because it's like yeah this is the facts the police killed this person the police were in the wrong but the police didn't do anything wrong so they're not going to get in trouble for it where like the information is all there for you and you yeah can, there's video recordings there's like everything and I thought that was a uh, pretty interesting to hear because like I'm aware of it but like hearing someone who's on the outside of it like looking in and like realizing that like the system that we have is so fucked up because it doesn't protect people it protects people in power yeah 100% and I hate that nobody absolutely <laughs> hate that. nobody gives a shit about us no no one does <laughs> except for like all of us and then you yeah. know there's only so much we can all do for each other because we're all in the same fucking position right because we're not anarchists <laughs> Because we are on some sort of political side, and so we feel like, you know, that has to 
determine how we react to certain situations. If we were all fucking anarchists, these people would not have us anymore. <laughs> we I, would kill everyone. I think they're just, like, Americans in particular, I guess, suppose everybody, we're just too comfort comfortable. Yeah, and like, I, I think like, that's you know, what it is, honestly. It's, it's like, if we tried to do something else, the status quo would be broken. And not only that, the things that Americans enjoy the most, those things would be gone. And I think, honestly, a part of it, too, is just, like, I'm not going to do it because someone else is going to do it. And that's just, you know, that's what everyone mm-hmm. thinks is like, well, you know, I'm not going to do it. The next person is going to do it. But then the next person is thinking like, I'm not going to do it because I know that the next person's going to do it. So I don't have to worry about it. And it's just, that's why we're comfortable and fat. Like that's, that's what it is. is yeah. We're just lazy. And I just don't like, you know, if people aren't revolting at this point, and the things they're revolting are about are, like, getting fucking haircuts and going to the bar. Not the fact that, like, you know... People are fucking dying. <laughs> people are dying. People aren't making enough money. Like... It's things that could <laughs> be... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm getting heated and I've never even read this. <laughs> no, we actually just went off on, like, a whole political yeah. rant because of this book. Which is why this book is so yeah. good and so relevant and incredibly fucking relevant. Um, and then I, I'll just talk about the last one I read, okay. uh, which was Spider's Thrash. I, I guess I did read four, five, and six, but four, five, six, and seven, regardless. You know, <laughs> we should have finished with mine. Yeah. Well, we're going to finish with something better. I know, I know. Uh, but Spider's Thrash is all about him ending up getting fired from the word because of the pressure from the president on the words board to obviously get rid of him for... Telling the truth. And so Spider has to find a way around all of this. And part of that involves him working for an underground uh, newspaper and just telling the stories of the city and the people and trying to find out extra information while you find out that he's he is dying. Or at least that's what they are alluding to. So that no matter what, like, with his last breath, like, he wants the truth out there. And there's moments of him being mad at, you know, the people because he warned them of everything that's going to happen, yet they still, you know, did the thing. I was fired from my newspaper job in high school for doing, like, the exact same thing. (laughs) You are our spider Jerusalem. Well, you know what? It's not wrong, because didn't we agree I was going to be in for Halloween or something yet? Well, and, you know, I, and one of my favorite parts of this book, too, is how much it's, Spider works hand-in-hand with his assistants, or his filthy assistants, as he calls them. That's what I would call them, too. (laughs) And. My dirty assistants. They're really wonderful, and they care a lot about him, and in Spider's own way, you can tell he cares about them. Yeah. Uh. Once again, I I do think everyone should probably read this book. I, I do think you would love this book. I know, I know actually I know you would really enjoy this. I book. just feel like I would regress as yeah my, no. my personality hundred percent because I've chilled out a lot since I listened <laughs> to Against Me and you know like Anti Flag and like all of those political punk bands that I was super into when I was a teenager. I can't be that person anymore. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm old. Yeah, like, but we just had this conversation. I know. 
And I could feel myself regressing as I was talking. I don't know if it's regressing necessarily or if it's just like me opening up, up to who I'm supposed to be. We'll decide. Yeah. I mean, I'll let you know next week after I've read the first trailer. <laughs> <laughs> we might flip the fucking table over that week. But, I'm just gonna shave my head again. <laughs> but seriously, uh, Warren Ellis, the writing is amazing, and once again, just so aware, so like socially and politically aware, and just like humanly aware. And uh, Derek Robertson's art is also just really really good and just like it sells the story and like just not like gritty is not necessarily the best way to put it but also kind of the way I would put it I think that's a really good word for it it's like almost dirty yeah so it really sells like spider and who he is and his grossness and kind of crassness and some he's fairly unlikable but He's a good person as well as being a bad person. He's doing things for the right reasons. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I feel that. That's like every bad guy that I've ever enjoyed. <laughs> so you will love Spider. I am a spider. <laughs> I did tell you I've always wanted to be a spider. Well, here we are. We have come full, full circle. circle now. <laughs> it has happened. And that was like last year too. Yeah. So here we are. Here we are. I was getting closer without even realizing yeah, it. Yeah, you literally got there. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to take this drink of beer real fast. And then we can talk about something lighthearted for just a minute. Because I'm like, I got that stiff neck now because I'm like fucking politics. <laughs> yeah, politics just ruin your body. I can't. I can't do politics. I just get too angry. Because yeah. I feel like it's common sense. I feel like if you're a good person, then you should understand what's wrong and what's right. Oh, yeah. You should just get, you know, get that you should take care of people. And Yeah. That's like. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't. I can't get into it anymore. So I'll write a blog post. Don't worry. <laughs> My blog post, Heather the Anarchist, age 31. Mine will be Champ the Anarchist, 33. I remember in high school, I took one of those political alignment tests, and it was like, you're an anarchist. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't take any of that. I just decided one day that I was like, no, fuck the government. I hate the government. And I was like, anarchy, A, all over everything. I was like 14. Didn't even understand it. I think I watched SLC Punk, and I was like, that's me. Matthew Lillard. No, Bob, dude. <laughs> Heroin Bob. I was worried that. Uh, okay, so, anyway. <laughs> this will be the perfect episode for anyone to listen to. Yeah. Uh, so we got a little sneak peek at a book from work. It comes out next week. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. New comics. New comics. So, so exciting. if you're wondering what book you should pick up and you like to laugh and have a good time and you like bright colors and super fun art... Yeah, the art is almost as chaotic as the story itself. <laughs> uh, we read Ludocrats by Karen Gillan. Oh, God, who else is on the title on that book? I honestly can't. I just looked at it a little bit ago, too, but you know how awful I am with, like, remembering yeah, names. Here, here we go. We'll use the internet as we do in our show. Yeah. Um, and even without giving, like, any spoilers away whatsoever, I, I think 
that if you enjoy Kieran Gillen's writing, you should check it out because this is unlike anything I've ever read by him before. Yeah, I <laughs> I was reading it next to Chris, my boyfriend, uh, <laughs> I guess two weeks ago now, or last week, last week, and I was just like, I, I really want you to read this book. I can't wait till it comes out. I can't wait to like have people read it. And he was just like, you were having such a good time reading it mm -hmm. that like I'm looking forward to reading it. He was like, you're just giggling and just like showing me things that it's he's like you're just having like a legitimate good time <laughs> I am um, yeah I read it at work today and was not paying attention to anything that anyone else was saying because I did not care about anything except for that book hi Rocha hi Rocha <laughs> the name's <wrong. laughs> uh so it's Kieran Gillen Jim Rasgulnall 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 Yes, uh, Jeff Stokely. And Tamara Bond Villan. Bond Villain? No, Bond. Oh, bon, bond Villan. <laughs> bond Villain? I got really excited. I was like, dude, I was just talking about Bond Girls last night, so that's, that's really cool. It's, I mean, she is a Bond girl, but I'm more full circle for me. <laughs> but yeah, this book is 100% worth picking up. I think, you know, I read it last week to get a little bit of the taste of Transmetropolitan out of my mouth, and... Oh, God. And a little bit of the real world out of my mouth, and it was 100% worth it. Like, I just, the idea is, I don't even know how the best way to describe this book. Yeah, it's, um... Or, like, say what's happening. <laughs> well, this is, this is a really good one. A collision of the ornate fantasy of Dune and an M-rated asterisk and obelisk. That's all you need to know. Like, this book is insane. It's, it's... I keep saying chaotic, but that's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, that's the best way yeah. to describe it. It's like if you got all of the, like, chaotic people from, like, your D&D &D campaigns and just threw them into, like, the same area. Like, all right. Yeah. You all just be outrageous together. And didn't give them a script. Just, like, <laughs> do whatever you want. Let's see what you come up with. That's exactly what that is. Uh, so, yeah, I... I could not suggest this book enough. Like, I will probably force anyone. Like, when the Once in Future trade came out, and I made basically everybody I know pick it up because I love the shit out of that mm -hmm. story, I'm going to make everyone grab this first yeah. issue because 100% it is worth it. And you do get a little bit of Kieran in the end with long pages of text and, yeah. like, talking about my favorite part. I don't know if you were able to see it on your phone, but one of the last pages is a map of people at the wedding. Oh, yeah. You know I love maps. That was, like, the first thing that I noticed. I was like, it's that's That's honestly, I think I said that to Chris, too, when yeah. I read it. But, yeah, it was, that part was great. And then there was another, like, page of text just about, like, the, the ludocrats and who they are as people and stuff. It's... So, um, the art actually reminded me of, um, it just came into my head now. It reminds me of um, the fucking, I think it's from Ren and Stimpy, the devil from Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, I, or... You know what I'm talking yeah. about. I can't remember if it's from Ren and Stimpy or, or if it was just from a random, like, 90s cartoon Part of me is, watching. like, were you thinking Cow and Chicken? Yes. <laughs> yes. I said a random 90s cartoon. That's what it is. Uh, the devil from Cow and Chicken. It's, like, that kind of style, but throughout the entire book. Like, Incredible. 
And I think that's actually now that I'm thinking about it, I think that's why I enjoyed it so much is because I felt like I was just watching something from my childhood. Yeah, it felt like a cartoon. I yeah. also like the opening, you get a little text and then you get a large man completely naked. Which and covered him weighing blood. out with blood all over him. <laughs> so. You know, I was like <laughs> Karen, what are you doing to me? Uh, so that's one hell of a way to start a first yeah. issue and one big way to sell a book to me. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> and yeah, as I mentioned, it's like, it, I kept forgetting that it was Kieran Gillen who was writing it. Like there were several times when I was just like, who the fuck is writing this again? Because I, it, it's very unique. I felt like it was a really good balance of like, kind of British humor with, like, potty humor. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was a, 100% a potty book. It's worth it, though. It was so good. I'm so glad that I finally read it on my phone, even though I couldn't see much. But it's, next week we get to see it in all its glory. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, if you love Kieran Gillen, if you love potty humor, if you love 90s cartoons, then fucking read it because you will love it. It's beautiful. 100%. And that's it. That's all we have. Yeah, we, we had a very light week this week. We've been busy with shit. I'm back at work. <laughs> <laughs> and also doing a bunch of yard work. So, thanks for listening to our accidental political rant this week. Yeah, that got way out of hand. Now you guys know way too much about me as a teenager, so I and, never wanted that to get out. And you know just way too much me about me as a person. Yeah. Um. So... Next week, I plan on trying to finish up Transmetropolitan, so we'll see how that goes. I think it'll be fine. Everything will be fine. I just had this weird image of me, like, next week, you know, there's that, like, uh, TikTok trend where it's like, this is me one week on anime, you know, and yeah, it's literally me after reading one trade of Transmetropolitan, and it's what I used to wear and like... (laughs) high school no, like yeah like thing. my doc martin's like studded fucking vest jean jacket like uh, shaved head piercings all over the place and i'm like what's up i hate politics <laughs> we should do that tiktok <laughs> that actually would be really funny uh totally worth it 100 yeah. percent. so i'm also going to try to finish captara and howard the duck next week hopefully between trying to finish transmetropolitan so i don't do the same thing we did this week. But, actually, we get new comics, so who the fuck knows what I'm gonna do. New fucking comics, and I'm also reading Howard the Duck. Yeah. So, we'll see. (laughs) We'll figure it out. It's, like, it's a weird personality crisis for me between, like, reading Transmetropolitan (laughs) and Howard the Duck. Like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be. (laughs) Uh, yeah. We are kids in TikTok. Okay, I just need to tell you something. The only reason I downloaded the TikTok app was because I had seen that there was a monkey that had her own page and I had to see what it was all about. Worth it. 100%. I got to see her fucking making pizza dough oh, slime. Yeah, I yeah, really I showed her that. <laughs> The only reason I got a TikTok. I don't understand it otherwise. I thought Vine was superior. I don't know why they got rid of it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, we love you. We'll see you next week. Be good. Be good. Be You'll good. get new comics next week. Yeah, new new comics. And goodbye. Also, I heard you were buying out all the Namor comics, so we're going to have to beef on that. <laughs> Had to end that that way. <laughs>